Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 26th, 2021. Uh, strong hand. One day closer to an all-time high. Oh, we're going to be talking about that. Buy it over crying. In motion. Conviction. Compete, don't complain. Defiance over compliance. I am offended by selling. All right. Hello, my elite friends on YouTube and on Clubhouse. I'm trying it out again over there. If you guys got questions, do a super chat, type in Bitcoin Meister, raise your hand on the clubhouse. I'll get to you eventually. Yes. Oh, wow. Bitcoin's price. It went to 40,000. Of course it went to 40,000. It always returns to its all-time high, people. Come on now. And I'm not doing this show because Bitcoin returned to 40,000. I'm doing this show because you guys raised $100 last show in the super chat. Yep, every time you guys raise at least $100, I will do a new show. So we're going to keep track of that during this show. If you raise $100, then I'll do another show next soon. I'm doing this because I'm getting paid. Pound that like button, people. And thank you again to Jim of BitPiggies last time. He sponsored Friday's show. It is linked to below. So that's the new rule around here. You guys raise the money. You pay me $100 per show. You get a show. So you guys raised 100 last time and I give you a new show the next time. That's what you're getting here. All right. So and the questions, you know, you pay for good questions. It's, it, it, it works. It, it funds the industry here. It's awesome. You got a $20 question, I give you a $20 answers, and then we're that much closer to having another show where you're going to ask even more questions. I love freaking questions. Now, uh, yeah, I said and we're one day closer to a Bitcoin ETF also. Of course, we're one day closer to returning to the trillion-dollar market cap. That's why you know <laughs> – oh, I mean – that's why you know it's it'll be back to 60,000 eventually and I won't be going crazy. I won't be doing this. No, is it nice to see a nice round number there? Yeah, of course. It's it's human to say, yeah, there's 40,000. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. But hey, it'll drop back down to 35 again. We're going to have days where, and I've said this so many times, it, yesterday was a day when the short squeeze, squeezers, they got wrecked. Uh, I mean, I don't even know why you want to be a trader. I mean, that that's the lesson of yesterday. Why are you even a trader? Like, what's the point? You can't predict when Bitcoin's going to go up six thousand freaking dollars in a day. We'll have days where it goes up by six thousand. We'll have days by when it goes down by six thousand. And most of you, you know, short-term memory people, only remember that oh, it went down by like eight thousand a month ago. Oh, what was me? No, but it goes up by that much too sometimes. Like what what happened yesterday? So, <laughs> just that's why you buy and hold. That's why you do not trade and worry about shorting and, and whatnot. And yes, the shirt, do as the shirt says. What's my shirt say? Pound that like button. It's a, it's a Bitcoin shirt. It's got the B right there. All right. So we got all sorts of dudes in the chat. You guys are awesome. Someone says, love the shorter. Shorts are the rocket fuel. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were really used as rocket fuel. But I mean, is that, it's unfortunate. Have fun staying poor. I mean, you, you're, 
it's like, wouldn't you just rather be a rich person instead of being used as like a natural resource? Okay, but but they they don't they don't get it. They're gonna have to learn the hard way that the traders that are out there. Okay, now we're gonna move on with this rest of the show. We got people getting into the uh, over there on uh, the, the on my on my phone here on Clubhouse. Vinny Lingham, I should have just started it off with this tweet. If if Tether goes down, Bitcoin could pump further. If you're holding Tether and you want to exit, buying a regulated stablecoin is likely not as desirable as just buying Bitcoin. $60 billion worth of Tether float going into Bitcoin could be as crazy to watch as the Mt. Gox spike in 2013. Uh, the money has to go somewhere, and it's likely not going back into the banking system. Okay, that last sentence is important, but let, why am I even bringing this up? Why is Vin even talking about Tether? Well, Funny you should ask because we, we had this weekend and, and Jonathan, don't say anything. Jonathan, just you joined the room. I had you like, uh, I don't have you muted. I don't know how to do that. But um, they, I just got thrown off track. We, we yesterday, Bitcoin goes wild. And then just coincidentally, uh, well, the, the short shorters get wrecked. And this big news that the, the U.S. is looking into a tether again. Now, it could be just coincidence, uh, but it looks like this time around, we need a new fresh FUD, because Tether FUD is not working anymore. It, it went down a little bit, but now we're over $40,000. Now, is it, is it a serious thing that, uh, that the U.S. Department of Justice is investigating Tether for a possible offense conducted years ago? Weird that they just, you know, after Bitcoin goes up on a weekend... They're worried about something that happened years ago. The funny thing is, is that Tether is so what? So, so what? Te the people who use Tether still think it's worth a dollar. Still think it's better than the United States dollar. Dollar. It is. It, in a in many ways, I've talked about it on shows before. It is better than the U.S. dollar. And the people that play around, the degenerates that play around with Tether. They're a bunch of traders. They're a bunch of smugglers. Who knows what these? They don't want to. They don't want to be in the U.S. dollar where it can be confiscated. So Vinny's point is very valid here. If if the people out there that just love to talk about tether fud, if they get their way and somehow make people flee tether, which I don't think is going to happen. That's why Vinny said if he quoted put if in quotes. These, are, these people aren't going to run to the United – they're not going to go to Bank of America and, and try to turn – not that they can. But they're not going to all of a sudden put their dollars into a Bank of America account or Wells Fargo or whatever. No, they're going to – and they're not going to go to Coinbase and, and put it at U.S. dollar coin. They're going to put it in the Bitcoin. So if the people who hate Bitcoin – and you're free to free – you are feel the free, free to feel – you are free to hate Bitcoin, Okay. That's up that you you can hate Bitcoin as much as you want to there. And and you love to use Tether as a club against Bitcoin. I mean, it's a pretty impotent club. It's a really impotent club. And so go ahead, make my day with your impotent club, your little impotent club, because what might end up happening is if you get your way with Tether and people run away with it, then it might pump Bitcoin. So your long term goal of uh, hurting Bitcoin, it might be the complete opposite so bring on the tether fight, I say, because it might just pump up that Bitcoin. But I don't wish bad things upon tether. I don't really care about tether. 
I don't care at all. I, I think it's hilarious that people try to, uh, you know, troll Tether and think it's going to bring down Bitcoin. And perhaps, perhaps some people are so obsessed with it, they even broke a story today about it. I don't know. And I'm not going to take it that far. So I, I want to say uh, thanks to the guys from last show, like Johnny NY and Gregor, who gave, uh, who gave money to the cause so that we could have this show today. Pound that like button. And throughout this show, I'm going to sprinkle in Beyond Bitcoin moments. And J.P. Sears is a great guy. He, he's the guy with the long hair, comedian, long red hair, Austin, Texas. J.P. Sears, you've probably seen him. Great political commentary. about, And he's got great videos. Find him on Twitter, J.P. Sears. Find him on YouTube. He's someone that I recommend. And um, I want to also point out that if you're not watching the show live and you want to give money to the cause, you can email me. You can do it. I think there's something you can click on underneath the show. It's called do a clap or something. Uh, but I will give an update for now on. You know, the first line in the description below, it says Nashville, Tennessee, because I always say where I am and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now. And, and still people ask where I am. But now after my show is done, I'm going to put how much more money do we need to raise for there to be another show? Now, of course, another way to get a show is you can just interview me and put me on your show and give me a copy of it. That's free. I, I, I'm going to be on other people's shows soon. Um, and, I, and I like to do one-on-one -on -one interviews with people too. Um, I'm going to do one with my, my brother uh, pretty soon. Who knows how many brothers I have? You know, I, I say I've got all these siblings and stuff. I, you know, I, you, everyone knows I've at least got a sister and a brother, but uh, so, so that, that one brother is going to be on soon enough. Um, and, uh, but that's, that, that's another way you get uh, shows. You, you uh, collaborate with Adam. You don't have to pay for that, please. That's free. But otherwise you got to raise a hundred dollars. Uh, and that gets me to do another show. And if you want to this week at Bitcoin show, you got to raise $150. All right. Now, uh, because those are really, that those, they're, they're easy to do, but hard to coordinate. Uh, because, even though I have geniuses and, and great people on my show, uh, sometimes they flake and it's really embarrassing when they flake to, to them, to them. It's not embarrassing to me because I'm, I'm, I'm very conscientious human being. Uh, there, there are some people that are uh, conscientiousness. They've kind of blown it out the window and they don't understand that conscientiousness is a very important part of success in life. Uh, you could be uh, 160 IQ and not be conscientious and you live on the streets of Los Angeles. Uh, but if you, you be a regular guy, be conscientious and be a freaking millionaire and because you knew how to buy and hold Bitcoin and you had responsibility and you weren't tempted by ridiculous things. You, you created your own system. We've gone through this before. Check out bitpiggies.com. Again, I, I still got to check, check uh, uh, thank Jim for that. Now, a lot of you guys love distractions and value your wealth in women instead of Bitcoin. And yesterday, last show I did, Bree was on. Uh, she was in the chat and she's the hula hoop uh, girl, dancer, Craig Ship's friend. She does uh, videos where she's not wearing a lot of clothes and she talks about Bitcoin and dances around. Well, she made and she promised she was going to do one for me, uh, dedicated to me. And it's linked to below people. She's dressed up like a Playboy bunny. And uh, YouTube actually took down the, the video because she was dressed out like a Playboy bunny. They don't like that. Uh, that's pretty crazy. I didn't think it was like a dirty video. I mean, it's 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 funny. She's funny. 
it's funny. It's corny. It's great. It's everything you, you want in a Bitcoin video dedicated to Adam Meister. And it's linked to below. And you guys who still are valuing your wealth in women, um, I'm sure you will uh, be able to raise $1,000 for her uh, easier than uh, 100 for me. Uh, because she is hot and young and she's dressed up like a Playboy bunny in the video. So uh, check it out. It's linked to, thank you very much, Bree. And thank you, Craig, uh, for, for putting that video together. I really do appreciate the, um, I appreciate when, when, when I, I've got fans out there, it is so freaking flattering. You can see the smile cover my face and uh, it's just bringing me back to Miami and uh, running into people. And it's, it's really, it's so flattering to, to be recognized and um, and I'm glad people have done very well uh, watching this show through the years. And I know they're not as many anymore and I, I want a hundred dollars per show and everything because I mean, I, I've got other things to do in life. And we talked last show, by the way, was like an hour and 40 minutes. I go into everything that's been going on in my life. There's been all sorts of things. You have all sorts of challenges in life that you never know um, when they're going to happen. And we're going to actually talk about uh, valuing life. In a, in a second here. So yes, for those of you that needed proof, are we still in a bull market? I don't think as many people have those questions anymore. Are we still in a bull market after, uh, you know, the fun that we're having here in the last, uh, it last, last only like 16 hours or so. It hasn't been too long uh, since I, uh, I checked, I checked the Bitcoin price. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? There must've been some big news. Oh, and there what? Yeah. And by the way, after yesterday, after Friday's show, Amazon, the rumor came out about Amazon. Uh-oh. They might be making their own coin and using Bitcoin and using other coins and doing blah, 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 blah. It's all to be expected, dudes. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about the same thing for Facebook with Libra and then maybe using Bitcoin. What, since 2018, 2019? And I would always say, I want Amazon to make their own coin too. Because it'll get people into Bitcoin. And I want Amazon to be, be able to be buy, buy with uh, Bitcoin on there. And everybody wants that. So it was, you know, we're one day closer to that actually happening. Now, it hasn't been confirmed. And only one news source actually brought it up and it was repeated over and over again. So it could be fake news, but it definitely did uh, spark the, the first part of the pump, which happened right after my show went off the air on Friday. But I really encourage Amazon to get into it. Um, I think something that the last few months and, and the rocket launches have proven is that on many levels, these entrepreneurs, these legendary entrepreneurs, love them or hate them, Bezos, Musk, um, They've got a lot of, more say than most countries out there, okay? So if they went full Bitcoin, they made their own coins. I mean, some of these countries would hesitate on their Bitcoin hate, hesitate on their crypto hate. Uh, so I I only see it as a positive. And I know Amazon, you know, Amazon coin isn't Bitcoin. I know that, guys. And the habit of Amazon uses Bcash also. Okay, whatever. They don't know the difference between Bcash and B, B, Bitcoin. That's that, that's their personal business, dudes. It's it's going to make it more mainstream, going to get more normies into it. And there's only a limited supply of Bitcoin out there. So that's good for us holders, all right? Um, so I, 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 I'm one of those guys who is so cool 
with, and, and not, I'm not saying that Jeff Bezos is my enemy, but I understand that Bitcoin is for enemies. So if you're obsessed with Jeff Bezos and you think he's your enemy, even though he's not, um, yeah, you should be happy that he, he's going to get into Bitcoin. I mean, it, it's, it's not, this is not a private club. This is not some private exclusive club where, you know, if some undesirable jo joins it, you quit. If you do that, then you're going to end up poor, dude. <laughs> uh, or like, oh, no, bankers are in it now. It's corrupted. We're not rebels anymore. Dude, it's not a club of rebels either. It's a club of anyone who wants in. And you can't stop anyone. Now, um, now what do we – so – and I do I, – again, I remind everyone. I said this last show. March 2020 was a voluntary transfer of wealth from the poor and middle class to the uh, smart and wealthy. Don't get stuck in any crazy FUD like that again, all right? Do not get stuck in um, any class warfare FUD, in any scary virus FUD where you think the world is going to end and you have to make some insane financial decision. Any in rushed financial decisions are the worst financial decisions. Rust Bitcoin financial decisions, I mean, it's like the best, the worst kind of decision you can make in your life. All right, now. But, and something that can scare people, the reason I'm bringing that up, um, that middle class and lower class people can get scared. In Europe, I forgot to mention this last show, but the EU will make Bitcoin traceable and ban anonymous crypto wallets in a campaign against money laundering. <laughs> so some people fall for this nonsense. It's like, oh, no, wait, the, the EU is pretty powerful. They Oh, they, they, must, they have the power to, to make Bitcoin traceable and, and to ban anonymous crypto wallets. I'm not going to be able to have a Trezor anymore. Uh oh, I better dump all my Bitcoin and make it right. No, no. You will always be able to have an anonymous crypto wallet if you, if you control the private key to it. All right. Now, most people are going to fall in line with the governments of the world, be it the EU, the United States. They, they don't want to take the extra step and understand what controlling their own private key is, setting up a trezor is. They're just going to keep their money at Coinbase. And yes, of course, if any third party out there that's under the jurisdiction of the EU or United States tries to have an anonymous crypto wallet, they're not going to be able to do that anymore. Okay. And serve people. We've known that for years. That's the way things just are. Also, Bitcoin it's traceable. It's not. It's not. It's not hard to make uh, to trade if you've given up personal information for to have your Bitcoin traced from here, there, and the other. Don't, don't think something's changed in the world just because there's an article titled with the world word traceable in it, and some uh, big uh, country or wannabe country is talking about it. Uh, so don't panic. Once again, the the, the and. The funny thing is these bureaucrats, these elected officials, they're just repeating the same thing over and over again. They actually think that they can stop uh, anonymous Bitcoin wallets. They think that. They think that, that they're going to ban that uh, the, the – they're going to be able to control every aspect of the storage of Bitcoin. They think that. They really do think that. It's, we, we talked about it on the U.S. side of the Atlantic last show. And now we're talking about it on the E. They don't know what the heck they're talking about. So never be scared by these bureaucrats. They're slow. They're virtue signaling. And 
basically the government of the United States, the federal government, they don't even enforce anything physically anymore because all these fat, lazy bums are just getting uh, paychecks at home. They're not, they don't physically have to go to their jobs anymore, which has been really good for certain aspects of the United States economy. Like, uh, in terms of, you know, on the, on the city level, there are not as many fat housing inspectors going around anymore. So people are just able to, you know, they don't have to worry about uh, the, these fines and fees and fixing their houses for, and it's just making money is flowing faster to the landlords, to everyone. And the faster money flows around, you know, the, the more uh, investment that can go on. So they've got, these fat bureaucrats have gotten out of the way Um and I'll talk about this in another show. Uh, since they're not out there in the field anymore and they're just pretending to do work at home, they're just they're not interfering as much. So that helps the economy. J.D. Vance, uh, he, he wrote a book about, uh, I think, uh, Appalachia and the, 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 the issues, substance abuse issues there. And he's running for office in Ohio. Repeat after me, he says, the next stage of deplatforming will be denying access to the financial system. And it, it is not being hidden at all now. It's not being hidden at all. Um, I think the a ADL is uh, teaming with someone to uh, go after. Uh, they're giving some financial reason to, to, to go after undesirables. Uh, and it, it's going to be out in the open. The, the people who love totalitarian governments, they're just going to be straight up say, yeah, I want the United States government to go after this conservative that I don't like and take away his access to money. That's just going to be, I, I know it sounds like something from uh, a hor horrifying totalitarian regime, but this is going to be accepted talk by people like, no, I, you know, I don't like Ben Shapiro. Someone's going to say, and I don't think he should have a bank account because he says things that hurt my feelings. This, uh, this will be, this will come soon. So we are there, I need people, but the awesome thing is, is that if you have Bitcoin, you can't, you are your own bank. You don't have to worry about Bank of America uh, giving in the pressure to the ADL or whoever, ACLU, ADL, you know, all, all these people that were, all these organizations that were supposed to be for freedom of speech and whatnot, and now are just uh, tools of uh, totalitarians it's, uh, and, and authoritarians. It's unbelievable. And in Australia, there, there's a tweet out there. They want to have it so that the only way you can have access to social media. Now, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but there was a reporter live from Adelaide. He was actually standing in front of the stadium that I ran by in Adelaide many times. Sweet memories of when Adelaide and Australia were free places. Um, but no, saying that you need to give – that the Australian government is coming up with some plan that's just like China because Australia – throughout the last one and a half years has become a complete bootlicker C-U-C-K of China, a complete disgrace, a complete replicator of the worst of the Chinese authoritarian government. But they're saying like, yeah, they want their, they think it's cool in this time of, uh, you know, people bullying people online and, and false information online. Then now if you're going to be on social media, you got to give up all this personal information so the government can keep track of you at all time. And that's how you get on social media. You just can't sign up. No, 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 no. You, you've got to prove X, Y, and Z, jump through some hoops. And in that thread, there were people that said, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> you freaking C-U-C-Ks <laughs> that, that, that think that's a good idea. Thank God for Bitcoin. 
thank God for the state of Florida and the uh, United States of America and the brave people of the United States of America who didn't this this last and, and again most people in the United States of America they they stayed silent, okay. But people like me and others, we spoke the truth, Deuce. We were not scared. We were not going to be compliant. We have been defiant the entire time. And because of that, the United States is free and relative, it's doing quite well in this time of authoritarianism. I'm going to give you real life things I've seen on the streets of Nashville here that just show you the different, how much money is coming into areas like this, as opposed to countries that are locked down. <laughs> I mean, Australia, you think you're hot. You know what? First of all, you, they don't have, I mean, the, the state of Texas is like whooping your tuchless, okay? The state of Texas has, has more people than Australia, too, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, you know, I, Australia is a beautiful country, but you can't stand on your pa past laurels here. And I feel bad for the dudes that are suffering there economically. It's horrible. I'm so happy when I see the protests there that have started. And uh, yeah, okay, I went on a little bit of a tangent. Let's see some of these questions that are not super chats. Come on, people. Let's get a hundred dollar super chatter in there. One, two, three, no skip said one Bitcoin is much like gravity. No one controls it. Anyone can observe it. And sure, you can try to fight it, but eventually you just look stupid. That was good, dude. Thank you. One, two, three, dude. And uh, Craigship.com says, so the last 24 hours is the Brit is the, the brief fit dance and Bitcoin Meister pump. Yeah, it was strange right after Brie. Uh, posted that uh, lovely video online that I'm sure so many of you are pleasuring yourselves to right now because you're not paying attention to a word I say, um, it, that the Bitcoin price started to jump right then. It, it was really odd. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, I'm fixing this uh, do here. I shaved last night. I really, I was filthy before I shaved. I see Lance is uh, in the, uh, Lance is over there on my phone. Well, what's, what's this thing? Called? I always forget the name of Clubhouse. I, I, I guess I, I have that much respect for Clubhouse. Johnny Midas is in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Johnny Midas, I, you change your name and uh, it's good to see you. It's good not to be in California uh, where they're trying to have the mask mandate in LA, um, where you are in that area. All right. It's a shame. Los Angeles is a be pretty beautiful area. I wanted to read up this South African thing that I've been meaning to share also. The First National Bank is uh, one of South Africa's big five banks that I'm about to read you. And they send out fake freaking news <laughs> that, that crypto can't be bought in uh, South Africa. Just It's a clueless country you know, on many levels that this could even pass. But the great Farzan called it out. He said, this message is false. Uh, the purpose of cryptocurrency, the purchase of cryptocurrency most certainly is allowed in South Africa from local platforms like Valor.com. Kindly correct the message. This is a disservice to your customers. Well, maybe that's why they're doing it, dude, as you are currently spreading fake news. So, I mean, banks are going to be banks there. It's, it's amazing they can set up, set out a fake news tweet like that. First National Bank of South Africa. They didn't, they didn't have a recall tweet either where they said, oh, sorry, you can buy Bitcoin. Yeah, one thing that's that's happened in society lately, yeah, if you're going to fight someone, you're going to fight someone, make it a fair fight. I'm not into violence at all. But you people out there, 
you people out there that think you're hard because you, you attack someone, you sucker punch someone. And then when they're on the ground, because we see all these vi viral videos, you think it's funny to take these viral videos of you jacking someone and then you start kicking them when they're down. I've never seen such animalistic behavior in my life. And I just want to put my foot down right now and say like, as a people call it what it is. It's animalistic. When you start kicking, when someone's down and you start kicking them in the head. And I keep seeing these videos over and over again. There's no justification. That's attempted murder. And I, I don't know where people have watched cartoons or gotten into video games so much that they don't even realize what that is anymore. When someone is down on the ground and you are violently kicking their head, you're trying to kill them. And I know some of you are saying, Adam, that's common sense. Apparently it's not common sense because it's like people don't even react to those videos anymore with that statement. That's what you should – when you see a video like that, it's, you're, you're watching an attempted murder. That's all it is. And that's animalistic. That is something from the jungle. There's there's no way to sugarcoat it at all, at all. Just my, my commentary on society of the day, pound that like button. Stop kicking people in the head or you're an animal. All right. Um, yeah, so it was – we talked about the – oh, and last show I forgot Pomp's name. Pomp is one of the guys uh, behind BlockFi, and BlockFi has like four states suing it right now. But I'm sure he's uh, – Pomp, Pomp is a good guy for Bitcoin, but he's not perfect. That's what I was trying to say next show, last show. And just because he owns a business that you know that gives you supposed interest on your Bitcoin doesn't mean you want to be messing with that business. Up, oh, someone, someone sent a super chat. Let's see here. Ten Canadian dollars. Tower Comics. He appreciates me. He says, "Thank you, dude." And because you're from Canada, I just want to give. And I think you're from Alberta again. I'm. I, I think Alberta is the best province in Canada. Obviously, obviously. But I, again, what's going on in Canada is a disgrace. And I, I believe Texas has more people than Canada. It's very close. Texas is doing better than Canada. Florida is doing better. As a whole, you, these countries, they've got these blind patriots that think they're so smart and so great for saving the world. They think they're saving the world from this, from some uh, cold or something like that. Meanwhile, they're poor. They, people are, very, are sad and angry. And single United States are doing better. We have 50 states, again, for those of you not familiar, are doing better than these, these very w supposedly wealthy countries. I mean, Canada and Mr. Goodhair, he gets to he gets to go to all, you know, the G7. He's one of the G7s. Freaking Texas is better than a G7 country. So, and it gets cold in Canada. <laughs> but at least now it's all right. There. <laughs> The point is, is uh, all these years of these Canadians saying, you wild, you wild American cowboys and Australians saying the same thing. You're pitiful. You're pitiful. Your leaders are pitiful. And it's just go to the bottom line. Who's making money now? Who's living their life now? And that's, I want to bring 
give you a bigger perspective on living your life and what people have had to deal with with one and a half years. One and a half years. People are like, oh, it's only a short time. It's only two weeks. It's only been a year. You've got it's for the children. It's for this. It's for the old people. It's to protect this. It's for you. You sat. You can sacrifice for just a year, can't you? Can't you just sacrifice? Have you ever really done the math? If you're a thirty-year-old person and you've sacrificed for one and a half years now, I mean, that's five percent of your freaking life. You know, you could die in five years. You could die tomorrow of something just random, of a car accident. Why are you supposed to give up 5% of your life? That's what's been going on in these countries. They don't phrase it. They don't put it that way. But so much time has passed now that if you take it as a percentage of, of young people's lives, it's been a tremendous part of their lives. All right? 20 years old, 20-year-old. Do you want uh, another half year? When we get to the two-year mark for a 20-year-old, it's 10% of their life. And unfortunately, for some people, it becomes normal after a while when it becomes 10% of your life. For some of the young people that out there that are 15 years old, it's quite normal for them, which is so sad, which is pathetic. So you got you to keep speaking up against it. And it's so great that in many states in America that we haven't had to deal with this. But in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, places that I used to enjoy to go to, they've really had it. This is just terrible. And Craig ships in 10 bucks. So now we're $80 away, guys, for the next uh, the next show. He says Adam is officially a Bitcoin VIP, one of only two, one of only 21. So yeah, Brie only makes 21 of those videos uh, where she she you know she she doesn't even dress up like a Playboy, but she she dresses up as something different every time, but she doesn't have many much clothes on during that time. So, you know, you know, you got to be very special like me, I guess. Uh, thank you to, to, to have a, a VIP video like that. Yeah. Now, uh, Towers Comics says they steal more of your life with inflation. Okay. One could do the math for that. But Towers, you can, if you're a Canadian and they're stealing your life through inflation, you've, you've already got, you got Bitcoin. And so it has no effect on you. If you're a Canadian, you can't escape Canada. I mean, you could get, you can leave, but then you can't get back in. It's horrible. And, and there are a lot of people that physically can't escape Canada. My recommendation for people, of course, is if your life is being ruined by Canada through the lockdowns is to leave Canada. You should have left Canada already. But many people of a certain age can't, of course, their families are attack vectors. It's very difficult. So if you've got a family and your country is stealing your time through inflation, you've got Bitcoin. If you've got a family and your country's locked you down, it, it, it's a worse situation. It's a worse situation than inflation. So there, there's my take on your statement, Towers, but but thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, all right. Let's, let's move on to the percent of your life that's gone by during the time that you believe that Bitcoin is not money. Theoretical excuse. You guys are all familiar with that. Uh, some, some smart people out there, some not so smart people out there. You tell them about Bitcoin. It might be 2013, 15, 19, whatever. Pick your date. And they're like, and Yaron Brook does the same thing. He does this. He's a smart guy. He's like, it's not money. It's, it's really not money. And then he goes into a long discussion why it's not money. And thus, because it's not money, eh, 
I'm not interested in it. I, I don't trust it. It might go to zero. It's not much. So how, what a percent of your life has gone by since you first heard it wasn't money. Okay. You were, you were 30 years old. Let's say you're 35 now. And so eight years has gone by. Uh, you're 36 now. You're now, let me go. Okay, let me let me do some. You're 32 years old now. Eight years has gone by since you first heard this. A quarter of your freaking life has gone by, dude. A quarter of your life has gone by since you were like, yeah, it's not really money. It's not really money. These smart guys said it's not. Re- and, and you're still saying it's not really money. How can you like? I mean, I'm laughing my butt off. How isn't it really money? How did I become a millionaire? Because I wasn't a millionaire back then. It was, it was so. What was eight? What was eight years ago now? <laughs> eight eight years ago was 2013. I wasn't a millionaire then, but people said it. And so, but I, I got this thing called Bitcoin that I treat as my savings account for my money. Money. So we could. I guess we could get into you know, gray area of what money really is. Was that, was that really a good reason not to get Bitcoin? Because like now, so now you've got a, qu- a quarter of your life pass by just theoretically wondering what money is. Well, during that same period, I've become incredibly wealthy and many others have. Very interesting concept. So just think of it that way. The next time you hear someone give one of those, you know, they, they, they want to ask you one of these nice theoretical deep questions to, to philosophically discuss with them. And how long are they going to hang on to that dream? Because it becomes a nightmare very quickly when you look back on it, that a quarter of your life has passed by, you just making excuses, wondering why you haven't had fun staying poor. Pound that like button. Now, Michael Sanger is a good guy to follow on Twitter. Um, and he is a guy who calls out China. I have shared him before. And I was going to go talk about, uh, I don't know if I have time to even talk about this now. Maybe we'll save that, the, the virus stuff for another one. Uh, but yes, Australia going full CCP is what I shared before when I was telling you about Australians will need to submit a hundred points of identification to use social media. I need a, uh, I need a confirmation on that though. If that's re- how far uh, they are in uh, going with that plan. I don't see how they could really do that without Australians just going completely berserk. Uh, the eat the rich mentality, guys, be careful not to get into that eat the rich mentality. White House prepping big assault on monopolies. But most people love eat the rich. So, hey, yeah, they, they deserve it, right? <laughs> Let's just name every rich person a part of a monopoly so we can steal from them. That is a disgrace. That is the barbarism of the eat the rich mentality, that they must be bad, that they're rich. We have to make up some government uh, term. So we can steal from them. Let's call them monopolists. I was reminded the other day, this is, this story says the BTC, BTC-E operator, uh, five-year prison sentence was upheld. Well, that's sad. But um, just hearing BTCE, it brings me back to 2014. It brings me back to 2014. That was a, that was a, talk about a, <laughs> Anonymous third-party uh, wallets. <laughs> that was what exchanges is like. Took two seconds to sign up for that thing, right? So you could dump your pure coin for Bitcoin, right? 
<laughs> Sweet memories. I know so many of you don't know what I'm talking about, but I wanted to give everybody a flashback to that. And speaking of 2014 flashbacks, that was around the time of the, the Bitcoin auctions and the United States government had some Bitcoin auction off that they somehow got from uh, a, a, fool, a foolish uh, criminal who had gave up their private keys to the United States government. And uh, back then, Tim Draper was a big talker of Bitcoin and he won the auction, I believe. But he also was talking about how he's, he was buying uh, tons of Bitcoin for $600 a piece. And people mocked him so much for like, oh, my God, Tim Draper paid $600 a piece for Bitcoin. It's worth $300 now. Oh, my Lord, he's so stupid with his ties and this, that and the other. And there's a tweet out there that says, uh, Michael Saylor now reminds me a lot of people mocking Tim Draper for buying $600 Bitcoin. Pound that like button. It's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. The people mocking uh, Michael Saylor for buying whatever he bought, 35,000 Bitcoin. Well, it's already look 45,000 Bitcoin. It's the same thing as 2014, but you guys didn't live through it. So you guys, so some people are impulsive and are jumping on the Saylor train, uh, the Saylor hate train and poking fun at a guy who is, I mean, is this dude going to end up He's going to end up wealthy just like Tim Draper, but scaled up a freaking level, okay? I want to show what I, I was giving him the Miami conference here, just the, the weird things you can get. Crypto youth. Crypto youth. Just People were handing this out. It's a sticker. It's a – they were promoting him. So that's the mayor of Miami. They, they gave, made a button, and they said, in partnership with BuzzBox, Wife is excited to introduce – our financial technology education initiative, the Crypto Youth Initiative. This initiative strives to provide inner city schools and underserved communities, financial education classes, mentorships, under all this stuff for underprivileged people. So why am I bringing this up? Because there are all sorts of people jumping on the Bitcoin train. You don't have to be like Mr. Uh, libertarian capitalist, whatever. There's so many people that tried to vilify people at the conference it's just being bores and uh, just – I don't even want to get into the word. There was just an, an, a th an article that came out in Decrypt. I'm not linking to it below. But just comparing people at this Ethereum conference in France, it seemed like a bunch of CUCKs there compared to like the animalistic behavior at, uh, at the Miami Bitcoin conference and saying that the Miami Bitcoin conference people were a bunch of Trump support. I mean, the things that this hateful person came up with. So I'm not linking to it below, but I'm just showing you like, it was a diverse group of people there at the, at the Bitcoin conference. Okay. And to tell you the truth, you shouldn't care, you know, who's at your conference, how diverse it is and whatnot. It shouldn't bother you. You should care. Like, am I learning something at this conference? They said, this dude tried to say it was flamboyant at the conference. I mean, the only people that brought strippers there were like altcoin people, first of all. But I don't care. They can do what they want to do. But I mean, there was one Lambo there to give away. There weren't people driving up Lambos. But if, they, if people want to do that, they can do that. But on a base level, I'm just bringing up the, th the free things that I, I was handed out. There are people that just paid their way in there trying to give away stuff for the betterment of humanity. And that's your prerogative. If you want to sacrifice your life for the betterment of humanity. This was another one, Bitcoin water trust, which obviously um, what's water and Bitcoin got to do. What do they got to do with each other? Well, these guys found out a way. And I know uh, Winklevi is giving these guys money now, I think. 
Um, but they say, what I like about this is this is about savings. This promotes Bitcoin as a savings vehicle. So they were there handing out these Bitcoin Water Trust things. You donate an amount of Bitcoin to the Bitcoin Water Trust. We hold until at least 2025, 2025 so your Bitcoin has time to appreciate in value. At that time, donated Bitcoin will begin to fund clean water projects. So I like that a charity has got that long-term mentality when it comes to Bitcoin, that savings account mentality. They're going to use Bitcoin as a savings mechanism to help fund their operation, which I think is great, which I think that for-profits should somehow incorporate. Uh, and again, I've been meaning to just share these things that I got at the conference for a while, but I haven't been doing many shows, obviously. And it shows you that you that everyone is trying to get on this Bitcoin train. You're, you're trying to clean water on the other side of the world. You're trying to help inner city youth. You jump on the Bitcoin train. There's there's some there's a place on the Bitcoin train for you. So that is uh, just my my point of the day for all the people that try to say try to pigeonhole Bitcoin people as uh, a certain type, or that they're just interested in making money. And there's nothing wrong with being interested in making money. Okay, because if you're interested in making money, you're interested in moving, being in motion, moving creation. That is great stuff right there. Okay. But there's a lot of different ways to be in motion and there's a lot of different ways to, to get into Bitcoin. All right. So Millard Daliri, Milad Daliri sent five euros. He says, oh, wow. Now I'm going to read what you said because you paid, dude. You paid to say this. Now, I don't agree with what you said, but you paid your five. And so now we're $75 closer to me having another show where I will say the opposite of what you have to say here. So you say down with America, down with imperialism. America has stationed their oppressive army in every continent, in every continent and lots of countries in the world. All right. Now, America has stationed their armies in many countries of the, in the world. Many of these countries have asked for the United States to be there, okay? So if countries want the United States to leave, they should ask the United States of America to leave, and we should do so, and it will save the U.S. taxpayers some money. I'm not into the United States spending a penny on another country. Now, you call this U.S. imperialism. I, I, I think you're trying to be inflammatory there a little bit. And so I, I – maybe you are such a Bitcoin fan that – you think it's just, you know, I got to rip on America. To be a true Bitcoin fan, I got to rip on America. That's not necessarily true. You can say what you want to say. Um, you said Iraq asked them to leave and America uh, denied, dude. Well, I'll say this. America should America should have never gone there in the first place. How about that? How about that as, your, as an answer? The unfortunate thing is there are... There are political interests that make money off of wars. And so as Americans, we should call them out. They are both left and right. And yes, the United States should not be hanging around Iraq anymore. Billions of dollars wasted. Any of these countries, just let them do their own thing. If they're not a direct threat to the United States, let them do their thing. 
But we, the United States is not proactively going out there trying to take over other countries. With that said, it would be wise if some of these countries out there fixed their freaking cultures and replicated the American culture of success, of freedom, okay? We can't force freedom on Iraqis. And that thus, if they're not going to accept it, we shouldn't worry about them. But they should worry about themselves and, ex- and, and create a culture of productivity. And America should lead by example. And we should not physically go into countries and spread our way, but live the best freedom way we can in the United States and be a, a shining beacon on the hill so people will know to replicate us. So I, I do not think the United States is going in. It's gone into certain countries over the last 30 years, Iraq and Afghanistan. We're not going into other countries in a major way uh, to do this. Now, now, if a country asked our help, you know, it would have to be considered. If, uh, if the Cuban people uh, asked for a little bit of uh, – there's, there's a difference between occupation and some, and some quick bombation, okay? So there comes a time if you do have an enemy threat – you destroy them. You do destroy them. You don't occupy the whole darn country afterwards. I mean, it's not nation building, just destruction of your enemies should be priority, okay? So if we had an enemy in Iraq, we should have destroyed him and then just left. But we felt the, the United States felt the need to, to. So if there's an enemy in Cuba, and if that enemy starts mowing down innocent people in Cuba, then. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with the uh, the F-16s going in and just destroying every government instit- institution in Cuba and then let the people have their way. All right. Now, and, and let the free market have its way once the uh, communist government is completely blown out of the ground. Now, again, the communist government would have to start going, doing some pretty, they are doing pretty horrible things already. But I wouldn't have a problem with, uh, you know, if, if they started mowing people down, if we sent in the F-16s and just mowed all of them down, uh, the government, and then let the free market take over. Because I think that would be a prime example where the free market could quickly take over. There'd be some boats from Miami, and it'd be very interesting to see what happens once uh, the government institutions in, in Cuba were flattened. Perhaps we'll see that. I don't know. Uh, uh, let me have you in your live show to talk about this topic. It is not, it's a, But my live show is about Bitcoin. It's not about... Uh, it's, it's not about the uh, American imperialism and this, these shouts of American imperialism. But I, Milad, Milad, I don't think you're a bad dude. I, I think you, you have a certain prerogative. You're welcome in Bitcoin. And I thank you for the, uh, the five euros. Um, now, and, and uh, I was going to talk about... Uh, James Lindsay here. James Lindsay is another good guy to follow. And uh, I mentioned him before. He talks about the leftists actually practice what they preach. Praxis. We went, we talked over that last show. And as I've said before, you can learn a lot from people who don't necessarily like Bitcoin. James is a genius. He doesn't like Bitcoin at all. But you can get some really good uh, political uh, and philosophical knowledge from him. Just putting that out there again. So if you guys like say, Adam, why do you tell me to look at this James Lindsay guy? The stuff he says about Bitcoin's insane. 
yeah, it sucks that he's wasted a quarter of his life probably <laughs> saying bad things about Bitcoin. Not everyone's perfect. You'll end up richer than him. But if you want to end up uh, even smarter, you know, listen to some of his uh, philosophical videos. Watch, listen, play at 2x. Play this at 2x also. Uh, all right. What, what are we gonna? We we, we got to move on here. How long have I been on the air for? This is another long show, right? Oh, yeah, fifty-two minutes. Come on. Uh, I gotta do my running soon. By the way, instead of running twenty miles a week now, I'm gonna cut down on it a little bit. I'm gonna do at least. Everyone knows I do my interval training once a week. I'm doing it at least twice a week now. So today is the first day I'm gonna do a second interval training. So I'm I'm of my fifteen sprints in a row as hard as you can do. Uh, we're, we're about to, I'm about to do that. I wanted to bring up a Uniswap real quick. As of today, we have started restricting access to a small number of tokens. Guys, I thought it was a decentralized exchange. I thought no one controlled it. Now, Uniswap is a freaking awesome tool. It's really cool. And it's sad they have to give into regulation. And, um, but it's not decentralized, guys. If they, if they can even make this announcement where they can cut down on the number of tokens, there's a centralized point of failure there. So it's a really cool thing to play around with. And it's, you know, for the, the haters of Ethereum out there, it's really like kind of a slap in the face to them. But it's, it's something that's pretty darn cool. Um, but it's not decentralized. All right. Um, what else do we have here? We got, we only, we need 75 more dollars for me to do a show. Uh so if you're not going to get another show until we get that uh, 75 bucks, ask the questions, do it. Now, Politico, they have, this is some FUD that people believe. It's unbelievable. I, I, I want to just, again, say with Bitcoin, we're just talking about creative ways of getting into Bitcoin. If the governments of the world just ignored Bitcoin, there would be so much more creative endeavors jumping on around it because the governments are talking about it because there is regulation on exchanges. It limits some aspects of the businesses that are going to be created around Bitcoin. And that's sad. And that's, that, that is unfortunate. So, I mean, that is true with anything in life. Uh, when the government regulates something, the government regulates uh, the banking industry. If they didn't do that, there'd be all sorts of, it, Banking would be so much easier. Maybe they would, Bitcoin would have never even been created, maybe. But anything the government touches and regulates, it just it just stifles innovation so much. Air travel, airplanes, heavily regulated. How much have airplanes really changed in the last 40 years? If we didn't have, if it was privatized, I mean, we'd have Mach 5 plane. Who knows what type of travel? But when the government just is trying to help, trying to predict the kids, it stifles innovation and unfortunately, you know, the, the base layer of Bitcoin cannot be changed. The, the boring aspect of limited 21 million Bitcoin, that it is the most, the, 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 financial, uh, the financial system that revolves around Bitcoin, the, what's the word I was thinking, the monetary policy of Bitcoin is the most stable on the planet Earth. That can't be changed by governments. But what can be finagled with is what sprouts out from it, all these type of things. So with that in mind, crypto-based 
shadow financial market spooks regulators. Watchdogs are warning that some DeFi activities are probably illegal under federal law and pose serious danger to consumers. First of all, for that reason, I support DeFi. If the government's against it, I want DeFi to flourish then. New financial services built on cryptocurrency are offering consumers the ability to borrow and trade billions of dollars without the oversight of bankers or their regulators. Washington is now scrambling to catch up amid concerns of illegal activity and mounting consumer risks. So that's that's the bottom party line. They, they cannot compete. So they complain and they're attacking these Bitcoin shields. De- DeFi is a shield of Bitcoin. And it's just pathetic. DeFi is better than the current financial system. So they can't compete. So they got to scare everyone and they got to, uh, for the children, try to shut it down. And so for that reason, I hope that DeFi and whoever else keeps on doing what they're doing. And with that in mind, with the overprotective arm of the government, I want to leave you with something from Baltimore City and something that a lot of you have noticed in some of these leftist cities. Brandon Scott is a guy I I used to know. He knew me. He's the mayor of Baltimore now. And um, guys like this are elected to be like fathers of their cities. Some of these women and, and, and guys, they just need a father figure. And so every aspect and they know this. The elected officials know that I'm, I've been elected to take care of everyone. So they have to do something for the sake of doing something during every crisis. They act like fathers, but like overreaching fathers. So that's what we have in these cities right now. Men and women that were elected to be fathers of their fatherless people, of their people that have no personal responsibility. And so they are being – if a crisis comes – the people expect them to do something so they feel good when there's a shutdown. They don't care that their economy is they don't they don't put it together. Why is my our economy in Baltimore City doing so horrible compared to Texas? We're so safe. We're shut down. Look what Mayor Scott did. Look what and same thing in DC. Look what they did. They took care of us. They were such good fathers to us. Why why uh, we need more? They double down on it. And the funny thing is, they demand it. The bureaucrats in charge know they can get away with it because that's what they were elected. It is a vicious, horrifying cycle. So for it to really be broken, people have to get out of the, that dependent mentality that you don't, you don't, in, you don't vote people in the office to control every aspect of your life to be your father. And uh, it's it's sad. It's sad because that is what's going on. Zaya Zaza sent ten dollars. So what are we now? $65 away from uh, from a new show? All right. Uh, Moon is fuel said, did I lose weight? I had a 133.5 hour fast. Watch uh, watch yesterday's show, but this um, the way this shirt, I, look, I do look a little thinner, but I don't think I uh, didn't lose any considerable weight or anything like that. I'm feeling pretty darn good. But I, I will say I do, I'm looking at the picture right now. I look a little thinner. I look thinner, so. Um, all right, yeah, you're, you're looking thin, but uh, is that thin? I don't know. Have I ever? <laughs> uh, yes, I always got the six pack there, man. All right, dude. <laughs> okay, um, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, 
subscribe to this channel, pound that like button, and check out where we were, see how much money we raised. I listened to you when you did a talk interview with a Dutch game journalist in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's Boris. He's been on the show many times since then. Years ago. No, it was it was actually January of 2018. So, yeah, three years ago. That convo uh, planted the Bitcoin seed in my head then. Thank you for that moment, Adam. Dude, few, for sure, 24. You haven't watched since then? Uh, that guy's been on my show a lot. But, hey, I, I, I'm glad I could inspire back then and everything. And uh, Boris is a great guy. Sightseeing TV sent $4.99. So I think we're $60 away now for another show. Next, got keep on sending me some claps. DM me on Twitter. You can send me PayPal. I can arrange how you send me the PayPal. But if not, it'll be a while till you guys see me, whatever, till we get to $60. It's been a pleasure, dudes. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye. See ya.